This is Edna. And this is Gladys. We're the housekeepers at the White House who moonlight doing ads for the Oval Office tapes. Gladys, do you have trouble sleeping? Only when I think about the state of our democracy. Me too. That's why the Oval Office Tapes is so excited to partner with Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. But does Calm give you the tools you need to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life? It sure does. If you head to calm.com slash tapes, you'll get 25% off a Calm premium subscription. That sounds so much nicer than the way most of the people working in this administration get themselves to sleep. How's that? By screaming into their pillows, I'm still a good person, till they pass out. Get started today at calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. Hello, sweetheart. You know I love the way that you talk. Hello, sweetheart. And I got too much love in my heart. What you are about to hear are audio tapes recorded at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue during the presidency of Donald J. Trump. These tapes have been acquired exclusively for use in this program. In tonight's episode, we bring you selections from the week of the 17th of September, 2018. It is another week of high-stakes drama in Washington, D.C., as the president's nominee for Supreme Court Justice, Brett Kavanaugh, must confront allegations of sexual assault. Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, agrees to fully cooperate with the special counsel's investigation against the president and presidential paramour Stormy Daniels' forthcoming tell-all memoir, well, tells all. But that is the news. This is the story. As has so often been the case during the last 20 months, President Trump begins the week convinced that the media narrative has gotten away from him. Once again, he calls on his old friend and alter ego, John Barron, a man who sounds surprisingly like Trump himself, to speak directly to New York Times White House correspondent Maggie Haberman. Off the record, of course. Haberman? Maggie, it's John Barron. Seriously? This? Again? We need to talk off the record. Yes, yes, on deep background. Probably Probably the the deepest. deepest. What's on your mind, John Barron? Well, you wrote this fake news article in your failing New York Times, Maggie. You told everyone Trump's lawyers are clueless. I wrote that they're struggling to understand where the Mueller investigation is headed, and they're having a hard time figuring out whether or not Trump actually committed any crimes. Why would they be struggling with that? Apparently, President Trump has a hard time telling the truth. How the hell could you write all that? Um, because I reported it thoroughly with my sources, and that's what I found out. But John Barron didn't tell you any of that. John Barron is the source, the only source, the best source. If we're off the record doing this ridiculous dance, I'm going to be frank with you. Nobody here is dancing, okay? I'm calling because the president wants to make sure you're getting your story straight. Is that right? 
What else have I gotten wrong? Why haven't you written anything about how this thug, Muller, put a gun to Paul Manafort's head, forced him to flip, made him plead guilty? Made him. Have you looked at the evidence in that case? No collusion, Maggie. There was no collusion. Just massive tax fraud, money laundering, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Every page in your paper should be about Trump getting more done than any president in history. You should have a special election day issue dedicated just to him. If this is all you have, I'm hanging up. Thank you Hold on. for... Wait. What? There is something else. <clears throat> this uh, Stormy Daniels, she has a book coming out. Oh, boy. Do I really want to do this? Can you believe her? She's calling it full disclosure. All kinds of made-up junk. Bad sentences. Terrible language. She has a story to tell. She made up all this crap about Trump, you know, below the waist. Well, I believe she's a first-hand witness. She said he was smaller than average, which of course is impossible. Have you seen his hands? They're like moon rocks. Are you sure you don't want any of this on the record? There was also this nonsense in it about Yeti pubes. Oh, God, just hearing you say it. Maybe there was an issue in the past, okay? But he is a trimmer now, electric. I've seen it. Somehow I thought I'd enjoy this, but I'm starting to feel queasy. The worst part, and this is where the president thinks the times could be very helpful, Miss Daniels claims that Trump's penis looks like Toad from Mario Kart. <laughs> Did you just laugh? I'm so sorry. At first the president thought she meant Pepe the Frog. The Nazi meme? Yes, and he was fine with that. Pepe's a strong, good-looking frog. And lots of good people admire him. But she didn't say Peppy the Frog. She said Toad from Mario Kart. What kind of crap? A video game with mushrooms driving cars? It's an outrage, Maggie. We need to get this corrected right now. John, I need to ask, how do you know that Miss Daniels is wrong? Have you seen? Well, you know, sometimes men at the urinal... You just catch a glance out of the corner of your eye, you know. Actually, I don't know, but I'll take your word for it. A lot of size, I'll tell you that. A lot of size. I, I can't even... And it was actually, don't get the wrong idea here, okay? But it was actually kind of beautiful. You need to correct the record, Maggie. Are you insane? I'm not reporting this. Because the New York Times is so fake, that's why. Because you don't want the facts. Because I don't report on genitalia, Donald. Maggie, I don't know who you're trying to talk to right now. John. Right. John Barron. Uh, thank you so much for your deep background, but I'm going. Help me out here, Maggie. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yuck, that's okay. I'm blocking this number. Give me a break. Come on, we need each other. Goodbye now. Oi. The Senate Judiciary Committee had intended to vote on President Trump's nomination for Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh this week, but that was before Dr. Christine Blasey Ford publicly alleged that Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her in the 1980s. Kavanaugh has denied the accusation, and the Judiciary Committee has announced that there will be a hearing on the matter. As the week proceeds, Kavanaugh spends two days holed up in the White House preparing to testify. In this tape, he meets with the president in the Oval Office. Please be advised, this segment contains graphic language about sexual assault. Brett, you look great. How are you feeling? 
Oh, a long day, Mr. President. A uh, long week. They tell me you've been here since the morning, in with McGann. Yeah, for the second day in a row, sir. That takes strength. It's not really the hours, sir. Well, I thought we might get out on the golf course, but Sarah said it was a bad idea. It's like a prison, this place. Sir, there's something I need to discuss. Good, good, because there's some stuff I'd like to chat about as well. Actually, sir, before we get too far, I, I want you to know, uh, <clears throat> I am prepared to vacate the nomination. I am so glad I was daydreaming right now, because if I hadn't been, I might have heard you say you were ready to quit on me. I feel awful, Mr. President. I hope to God no one else has seen this level of weakness from you. Here I thought you were one of the smartest, one of the finest men anyone has ever known. Excuse me, sir? Let me ask you a question. Yes, Mr. President. Did you spend my entire campaign in a fucking coma? I know you had your struggles. They came after me six ways from Sunday. They said I was Putin's puppet. They called me a racist. They even claimed I boasted about grabbing women by the pussy. Respectfully, sir, there was a videotape of you saying it. No, no, the voice doesn't sound right. Fudged. We have experts putting together a report. Everyone will see. Yes, sir. You know, Brett, my daughter Ivanka was in the room with me when I heard that tape for the first time. I didn't know that, sir. Imagine the pain it caused me. Ah, uh, well, well, I'm sorry to hear that, sir. What did I do? Did I quit? And Mr. President, I, I will say, I, I don't even remember being at any parties like the one this woman said. 36 was... years ago. Who can remember 36 years ago? Huh? I mean, it was 1982. 1982. Are you kidding me? It's like ancient history. So you can see how difficult... Actually, just between you and me, I do remember spending quite a bit of time back then at Lake Club in Midtown on the east side, the VIP lounge on the second floor. You know, some of those women there, they were all tens. You should have seen it. The mini skirts. I'm sorry, sir. I'll tell you, it's hard to forget. The feeling of your hand going up the leg, and then you just grab it. The sheer power of it all. Oh, I can remember like it was yesterday, this morning even. You and I know, Brett, that's not the kind of feeling a man easily forgets. I, uh, I'm sure there's a lot you can't remember from those days either, sir. Well, hell yeah. I mean, it was 36 years ago. I think Senator Hatch is right, Mr. President. I think this Dr. Ford is just mixed up. There you go. This is no time for quitting. You follow the same playbook that got me elected president. Sir? They come after you with some made-up bullshit, deny it, attack it. They come after you again, double down, deny, 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 attack, attack, attack. I know that's worked in the past. This woman told a shrink you tried to rape her? What's she seeing a shrink for in the first place? Should I, should I maybe talk to your press team about strategy? She hasn't stopped thinking about you for 36 years and you can barely remember her. Talk about a woman scorned, hard to rely on her testimony. Do you see the approach here, Brett? Well, it's something like when they called Anita Hill, a little bit nutty, a little bit slutty. Bingo! And it rhymed. Now you're talking. You hear what Mika calls this blazy woman on Morning Joe? The survivor. Survivor? By the time we're done with her, they'll be calling her the apprentice. Yes, sir. That's a joke, Brett. Lighten up for Christ's sakes. Oh, yes, I see. <laughs> I see, sir, indeed. Holy moly, I thought you mixed had a sense of humor. <laughs> yes, we do, sir. Well, good then, because there'll be a lot of Democrats to laugh at when we get you confirmed next week. Thank you, sir. You can thank me when I come asking you to repeal the 22nd Amendment. I'm sorry, sir. That's the one that says presidents can only serve two four-year terms. Actually, sir, the Supreme Court doesn't repeal amendments. That's it was a, a joke, Brett. A fucking joke. Now get out of here before I dump you and nominate Jeff Sessions. That'll teach the liberals to mess with Trump.
Good night, sir. Who is Melania Trump? The former Slovenian model turned first lady remains an enigma to the press, the public, and even to those closest to the president. Some have suggested that she maintains an affectionate relationship with her husband, yet others insist she resents the man she married and finds herself trapped in the White House almost against her will. Her true feelings are often impossible to decode. That is, until now. In this tape, we hear from Melania Trump herself as she reaches out late at night to former First Lady Michelle Obama. Hello? Michelle? Yes? It's Melania Trump. Melania, I wondered when you would call. You were so kind to give me your number at Barbara's funeral. Remember? I hope it's not too late. No, I said any time. I meant it. So terrible your husband and my husband have been at it again. I just wanted to make sure we are still friends. Of course. I pretty much ignore what Barack says anyway. <laughs> you have been very kind to me. I know how claustrophobic it can get in that place. You need every friend you can get. That's why I'm focusing on my trip to Africa in October, planning my outfits. Everyone will wonder what I'm trying to say, but Donald will know. I look forward to seeing that. If I make it there. Why wouldn't you make it? No, no reason. Melania? Well, when you were in White House, if Barack got into trouble, did you have any sort of, um, escape plan? You think Donald is going to get into trouble? When you're from where I am from in Slovenia, you know when storm is blowing in. Everyone said to me, he will beat this. It's all lies, they say. But when you don't speak much, you notice things other people don't. You feel the fear of others on your own skin. Fear of what? I don't see myself as a prison wife. No. And I don't want to plan outfits for, how do you call them, uh, conjugal visits. That was not part of my deal. Maybe it's time to start thinking about a different deal. Maybe. Or maybe mine is the sort of deal you make for life. Situations change. No one would think any less of you. Especially after what he's put you through. He parade porn stars and playboy models, put children in cages, make friends with Nazis. Nazis! They kill my people. It's been awful to watch. Where's to live? It's like he don't think I can hurt him, but I can. I know secrets. What kind of secrets? The kind of secrets I would never tell unless I knew I needed to take care of myself and if it's what's best for Baron. I wonder if you think people like you would continue to accept me with kindness. The world has a short memory. And my son? Kids are innocent. As long as he's not so much asshole like Donald's other sons. <laughs> True that. <laughs> <laughs> Melania, if I can ask you, do you still love Donald? Oh my, that is very American of you. How sweet. Well, I'm still very in love with Barack. But if you love someone, then it hurts when he fuck porn stars, doesn't it? That's true. It could. It hurts when that porn star write a book. Full disclosure by Stormy Daniels. Stormy. Please. 
that not even name. Indeed. And it hurts when Stormy describe your husband's private parts to the world. Ah, uh, yes. His Mario thingy. Toad. Oh, yeah. Toad. But actually, Donald's is more like a tree frog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to ask you this, but what are yeti pubes? Like a woolly mammoth. Stop! It's like getting lost in wilderness. Every time I wonder, will I be able to find my way back? Wow. Yeti pubes. She's actually a good writer, this Stormy, this porn star. Maybe I take a little for my tell-all. No, Melania, no more borrowing. I know, I know. I learned my lesson at the convention. <laughs> <laughs> Melania. Oh no, Michelle, I have to go. I will think about what you said. Melania, who are you talking to? Get out. Melania, please. You know you aren't allowed in my bedroom. Melania. Go to bed, Donald. Fine. President Trump's mental and physical fitness are frequent topics of speculation among members of the media. In this tape, the president discusses his health regime in a meeting in the West Wing with former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich, the author of several books lauding Trump and his presidency. Uh, hello, Speaker Gingrich. Welcome to the White House. Do you need a chair, sir? I'm fine. The president should be right in. He's, uh, I think he's just down the hall. I'm... No, is that you? Jesus, Newt. No handshakes, don't touch me. You look like the Pillsbury Doughboy having a heart attack. <laughs> and what are you wearing? Why are you sweating? What is this, Newt? Come on. Well, I uh, went for a little jog. I was uh, gonna change before our meeting, You went but... for a jog? Why the fuck would you go for a jog? Well, I'm uh, 75 years old, Mr. President. Uh, frankly, I figured it's well past time to turn it around. This and... is crazy. Did Callista put you up to this? No, well, she's in Rome now, remember? Oh, that's right. Ambassador to the Vatican. That's funny. So that's why you're doing this? Trying to look sharp for the ladies on the hill? Let me tell you something, Newt. And I mean this. You're going to kill yourself with the jogging. Well, my doctor said Your that doctor? I... They don't know shit. A bunch of quacks. Listen to me. Human beings have finite energy. Yes, I, I've heard you talk the about... The body is a battery, Newt. That means once it's gone, it's gone. You run out of juice. But look at me. I'm 72 years old. I've never been in better shape. Fit as a fiddle. You heard my doctor. Thinks I could live to be 200. Want to know how I do it? I guess. Spite. Spite? I don't eat healthy. I barely sleep. I never, ever exercise. But I have spite. Well, I have spite too, Mr. President. I know you do. But not like me. You have to learn how to harness it, Newt. Believe me, spite is a constant. You can't let it slip even for a day. When John McCain died, my staff wanted me to issue a statement praising him, but I told them to fuck off. And you know what I did while they buried him on national TV? I went golfing. Come here. Come into my private dining room. This is the dining room? I've rigged it for maximum TV viewing. My super TiVo. I have this one clip lined up and ready to go at all times. I call it the night I decided to become president. Donald Trump. 
is here tonight. Oh, I know that. That's the uh, 2011 White House Correspondents' Dinner. Shh, shut the fuck up. I'm watching. No, I know that he's taken some flack lately, but no one is happier. No one is prouder to put this birth certificate matter to rest than the Donald. You really want to sit through this? I do it every day while the rest of the world is at the gym. And that's because he can finally get back to focusing on the issues that matter. Like, did we fake the moon landing? This next part probably adds an extra week to my life every time I watch it. All kidding aside, obviously we all know about your credentials and breadth of experience. Um, for example, uh, no, seriously, just recently, in an episode of Celebrity Apprentice, at the steakhouse, the men's cooking team uh, did not impress the judges from Omaha Steaks. Oh, he's a smug fucker, isn't he? Shh, quiet. He gives me life. But you, Mr. Trump, recognize that the real problem was a lack of leadership. And so ultimately, you didn't blame Little John or Meatloaf. You fired Gary Busey. And these are the kind of decisions that would keep me up at night. You see, even right now, right now, I'm energized. If I'd run five miles, I'd be a beet red sweaty lump of doughy flesh just like you. But instead, I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fuck. Fight. That is my fuel, my friend. The secret to a long, totally happy and healthy life. When it feels like the walls are closing in, to whom does President Trump turn for counsel? To the man who many have said was the architect of his rise to power in the first place, former chief strategist Steve Bannon, one of the most controversial figures in American politics. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you answer when the President of the United States calls you? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm rushing into a meeting. Well, what can I do for you, Mr. President? Jesus, Bannon, you don't even have time for me anymore. I am up to some serious big shit out here. Where the hell are you? Brussels, baby. The land of waffles, chocolate, and the impending 21st century right-wing populist revolution. You're a wild man, Steve. I love it. What are you doing exactly? These deplorable-run parties are on the rise all over Europe, but they've got no cohesive messaging strategy, so I'm going to give them one. And then we're going to take over the European Parliament. It's going to be nuts. Oh, hang on. i got to take this. What? It's Christian Dahl calling from Copenhagen. He gets mean when I screen his calls. Jesus, Steve. I'm the President of the United States. All right. All right. Christ. Listen, things are going to shit around here. I feel like the walls are closing in on me. People are flipping left and right. Woodward's got this fucking book. Tell me about it. Yeah, you should have kept me around. You said some horrible things about me and my family in that other fucking book. Things you'll never be able to take back. But you kind of liked it, didn't you? you? You like it when I tell you the truth, because no one else will, and because you're a wise man. Are you saying you want to come back? Are you uh, asking me to come back? No, I'm asking for advice. Okay, fine. My advice to you is this. Tell that entire globalist cabal of yours, Jared Kushner, John Kelly, all of them, just tell them to kindly fuck off. They're, they're what's putting you and your family in serious legal jeopardy. But Jared is family. That pencil-dicked, high-pitched weed boy who somehow talked your daughter into marrying him? I don't see the name Trump printed anywhere on his birth certificate. Maybe you're right. Of course I'm right. What got you elected president in the first place? Those weak-kneed sissy boy cucks or your own instincts? My own instincts. 
bingo. And what are your instincts telling you now? That I want my people to sit at attention when I speak. Exactly. And dude, destroy those motherfuckers at Google. They're saying I made it all up about Google hiding the real news. They don't realize that you can make something up and be telling the truth at the same time. They really don't get it. You propel the rest of us into a new idea of what's true. Your father would be proud. Hello? Talk more. Yeah, so about Muller and all the rest of that witch hunt, what would Roy Cohn do? He'd fight. He'd eat their young. He'd rip off their faces and fuck their skulls. Fight till the death, baby. That's what it's all about. And if they get you in the end, you burn Paris on your way out. It's the only way to do it. You don't jog, do you, Steve? Hell no. Oh, good. Well, I'll think about it. Yeah, you do that. I, I gotta get to this meeting. What meeting? The Austria Freedom Party grunts are fighting with the Bulgarian patriots over whether they should march with torches in their next nighttime rally. You know, personally I'm against it, but who am I to judge? We'll talk again soon. Oh, yes, we will. This is Gladys. This is Edna. If this podcast, or the people it's based on, give you anxiety, there's Calm. Visit calm.com slash tapes for the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. That's calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. Thank you for joining us for the Oval Office Tapes a behind-the-scenes look at the presidency of Donald J. Trump. We'll return next time with more tapes from the Oval Office. Blumhouse Television and Cutler Productions present the Oval Office Tapes, performed by Mary Birdsong, Nicole Collins, Ian James Corlett, Quentin Flynn, David Kay, and Jeff Rector. Our show is written by Scott Conroy, R.J. Cutler, Mike Schneider, and Leslie Hollingsworth. Trevor Smith is our producer. The Oval Office Tapes is directed by R.J. Cutler. Our show is recorded and edited by Julian Nicholson and designed and mixed by Glenn Ferguson at the Invisible Studios in West Hollywood. Our cast and directors are Meg Mormon and Sunday Bowling. Tess Ryan is our writer's assistant. Production support is provided by Chloe Sanders, Alexandria Nichols, and James Gelbert. Al Wilkers keeps us honest. Our theme music is Connection by King Tuff. This podcast is distributed by Cadence 13. Our executive producers are Jason Blum, Scott Conroy, and R.J. Cutler. The Oval Office Tapes is created by R.J. Cutler. Check out our website, ovalofficetapes.com. We're also on Twitter and other social media at Oval Office Tapes. Thanks for listening to the Oval Office Tapes.